Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Come and knock on our door. Too. Come and dance on our floor. Come and dance on our floor. Take a step that is new. Take a step that is new. We've a lovable space that needs your face. Trees company too. You'll see that life is a ball again. Laughter is calling for you. Down at our rendezvous. Puts the lotion on its skin. Now! What? Well, say it. Don't spray it, brother. Dang. I need a towel now. Does what it's told! There, look. I'm putting the lotion on the skin. I'm rubbing it in. Hey, tell you the truth, brother. Between you and me, that thing with the dog is coming off a little fruity. That's just me talking. I don't... Where's my supplies? Yeah, come on, man. I thought we had a deal. Oh, for Christ's sake! Here! <laughs> hey, Auto Trader! Ooh, August, I don't got this one. Oh, there's some deals in here. Oh, check this out. 71 Cuda. Plum Crazy Purple. This guy wants 14 grand. What? I give him 7,500. I used to have one of these. Ty Webb. Heavy Longmire, Gustav Matteblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. All right, we'll just see what happens, and I'll fix it what doesn't. Talk for me. Check one, check it, two, three, syphilis, seven. Check. One, two, syphilis, check, one, two. Enemy fire, enemy fire, down, Enemy fire, down. bang, bang. Down. Well, this is a pretty nice place. Thank you. Welcome to uh, the estate. It's... Palatial. Palatial. I, I did feel like I'm uh, part of the help delivering that... Uh, the gardening supplies to you. I bet you got more than one head turn as you pulled pulled into this area. <laughs> I had some guy offer me some tamales in the parking lot as I was looking around. I noticed that uh, some of the people thought that they're the they had that look on their face like, "Why is the wagon running on Sunday?" Well, I had to come down and. Uh, Come down and see you. I missed you. Yeah, missed your scent. I mean, we have kept social distance. We're a good 12 feet apart right here. But we can still touch tips. Yes. that's We're still within docking distance. The uh, the water's deep and cold. <laughs> should we... Uh, Address? Should we get our buddy on the horn? Well, this is Can You Hear Me, the podcast... Of two people that care about you, but the third one's not here. The last I heard, he was giving us 
two big giant birds. He's uh he's scared to come out, so you can give him a call and see what happens. Do you think that this will be the last straw of him being able to call himself America's favorite? I mean, America is just sitting out there waiting, I and mean, he just pulled down his pants and mooned all of y'all. Right, pressing the hams up against the glass. I, Let me see if I can get him on the horn. Talk amongst yourselves. So, as I said, this is Can You Hear Me, the podcast. It's normally three guys talking about stuff, but you've got your true friends, Ty Webb and Gustav Monteblanc oh, here. Actually, you better use your phone because mine sucks on speaker. Okay, you can we'll hardly try hear mine. the person. My phone's from like 1985. I finally got a new phone, new to me anyway. I won't get a new one because all of them are bigger. Yeah. I don't want one bigger. But this one, my my shitty old one in my office worked fine. But this one, it has a dead spot in my backyard. So when my wife calls me, it cuts out as I'm sitting there in my office and then she gets all. I'm still rocking the six for all you loyal listeners out there. Let me hear from you. Of course, there was. There's a better chance he would have picked up if it would have been for my number. Oh yeah, he's he's. Not gonna, <laughs> he knows you're fucking with. He's it. not going to talk to me. <laughs> Hello, heavy. This is Ty Webb and Gustav Monteblanc. Hello. You're on uh, speaker. We've got a podcast that you might have heard of called "Can You Hear Me." We thought you might want to chime in. Thank you. Uh, well, you can't hear us. <laughs> Ty said we had a podcast called Can You Hear Me? He thought you might uh, want to chime in. Explain yourself to the people. Let let America know uh, that you're still the favorite. I am. I am, and I am uh, social distancing. All right. Well, we just wanted to include you in the fun. Ask him, is he or is he not in a hot tub right now? Are you or are you not in a hot tub right now? Are you are you soaking in the bath with cucumbers on your eyes? Does he have a chicken wing in his hand? I'm soaking my feet. Why does he sound like Twiggy from Buck Rogers? All right, well we're gonna let you go on that note because <laughs> we can't unpack that. All right. Hey, I brought you some pallets. They're on the side of the house. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> he just stealthily went over to your house and dropped some wood. So, anyway, I'll bring you some more later. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Bye. He just doesn't sound himself right now. Well, I, I don't. I think these times are hard on him. The trapping, uh, boy. The market for pelts is at an all-time low. Have you seen his? He's tried to do it online, and it just ain't the same. No, no, you can't sell pelts online. You gotta That's person to person, musk to musk. I mean, I enjoy his commercials, but I doubt he's getting a lot of, a lot of views. Could you imagine if he had a commercial on our hometown radio station? Oh, man. I bet, I bet in, the, in the regions of his mind he's already written that script. Oh, I wonder what a what a thirty second spot costs on that station. I bet you get a good deal right now. I bet you get a real good deal. We should see. We should see if we could. If I buy him one of those, do you think he would do it? <laughs> it run like every Thursday for a month. Well, I bet we could get one on some major stations in Dallas <laughs> for next to nothing. 
We could sponsor uh, the one thirty news. We need to we need to work on that. That that needs to happen. Well, as everybody knows, these are some strange times, but I don't think we really want to talk about that too much on for this because we've already talked about an hour, 30 minutes, I don't know, whatever, since we got here. But I think we about got it solved. Yeah, we got it figured out. So you folks don't have anything to worry about. As always, we are on Twitter. I on Twitter. I on Twitter. I am on Twitter at Real Gustav. If you hadn't noticed that Gustav has decided to drink tonight, so things may be a little bit different. Boy, that would be that'd be a bad scene. I th- maybe we should set a date for that for our first live podcast. We'll just go ahead and have you get ripped. Better leave your ladies at home. <laughs> Gus unplugged. Unsheathed. Ooh. Yeah. And you can find Ty at TyWeb. 3,000. That's right. That's right. That's 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 it for now. If you'd like to leave condolences, uh, argumentative statements, or just general nut kicking, you can reach Heavy Longmire at Heavy Longmire. Or nut picks. You know, he's been saying behind the scenes that he really wants to see some pictures of y'all's ball bags. So if he, you got them... That's all he really talks about nowadays. Send him on. He's he's really, you know, the, the quarantine has really cut down on the number of ball sacks that he gets to see on a given day. I mean, I called him yesterday to ask him how his family was doing everything. All he wanted to talk about was how much he wants to get nutsat pictures on Twitter. So if you hear this and you've got nuts, send them to Heavy Longmire. If you don't have nuts... Go ahead and send yeah, him go a pick find, of somebody else's nuts. Find some nuts. If you don't have nuts, find some nuts and send them to Heavy Longmire. Half the world has nuts, so this isn't that hard, people. Yeah, I mean, you should, even six feet away, you can zoom in and get a photo of some oh, nuts. Oh, yeah. You can get a real nice photo from six feet away. Yeah. Whatever, I mean, just do your best. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just do your best and send them to Heavy. Did you ever see a, and this is about 20 years ago now, I think, Chances are I won't remember it. It was a Saturday Night Live skit with Ray Romano was hosting. I got to say, man, never really got Ray Romano. I, I'd never cared for that show. Good for him, but no, it wasn't my thing. Not Nothing wrong with the wife. I know. There's nothing wrong with the wife. Or the mom. Whoa. <laughs> that might be a little too much high school librarian. Bridge too far. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could cast her as the... Just change she's, the hair color. She's in that three-bedroom apartment in the sky with the high school librarian and uh, did she Mrs. Pass? Garrett. <laughs> did she pass on? Well, the I, librarian, Mrs. Uh, Garrett. I think I thought the lot. Oh, the lot. No, nah, I don't. I don't think. I think she's still alive. Okay, I think Mrs. Garrett's still alive. I thought she died recent. Oh, may have. She's still alive. May have. I I haven't checked my facts of life newsletter this month. I'll give you. I've. Sometimes they send me two copies. Before you leave, let me go in there and check. Do newsletters still exist? You know what I was thinking about the other day? Is that do those, um, like, thrifty nickel periodicals still exist? They do, but they are getting sadder and sadder by the week. What was the name of that? There was, was like, three of them that I remember. The thrifty nickel. There's shopper type, like. There was one that was like a green sheet, not green yeah, sheet. Yeah, that's I think it's that's, green sheet. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I, I think 
well, Craigslist killed them was the, was the big thing you, Craig. that really started knocking them down. And so I think I, the last one I saw, it hardly had any classified ads like it used to. You remember when Auto Trader was an actual newspaper? I think it still is. They still have that? I think so. Oh, man. I just figured it was you all gotta, online now. You got to think. I mean, it's definitely online, but you got to think about the target audience there. Yeah. Got a lot of they wholesalers. Still, they still like to uh, <laughs> have that paper. You got to make that paper. Make that paper. Anyway, the Ray Romano skit that I was thinking of, it's like in World War II in a foxhole and things are bad. They're about to, you know, get blown to hell. And they're talking about, you know, no, you got to keep it together. Think about something happy. And Horatio Sands is thinking about his girl or something like that. And Ray Romano is just real creepy. He's like, I'd like to get out of here someday and, you know, publish a, a coffee table book of pics I took of guys' dongs at gas at, at bus station <laughs> bathrooms. You know, something real tasteful. I do not remember that. I, I may have made that up under a uh, dream of... That would have been my favorite thing Ray Romano's done. It, it was the favorite thing he's ever done yeah. for me. Although I'd like to think that he did that wife. Yeah, what's her name? I don't remember. Patricia something? Something like that. Yeah, she was a... Let us hear from you. Yeah. Patricia? Patricia, if you're out there, send a picture of somebody's nuts to Heavy. But send us the good pics. Yeah. Slide into those DMs, Patricia. Which we probably should have apologized from the get-go on this. I mean, we may have... We may end up dumping this whole first episode because we're so rusty. We are. How long has it been since we've been together? It's been like... I've forgotten how to talk to you. Two months. I've forgotten your name. I think we'll be fine. I think people will take what they get. Do you think it's okay that we're sharing a mic? Real close. A like gar- uh, Captain a Garth and, mic? Like Ashford and Simpson close. Man, that that was a solid, solid as a rock reference. I think I would like to see if somebody wants to go back through all 180-something episodes, I'd like you to count up all the Ashford and Simpson references. Yeah, what do you think would be a good bingo card for us? I mean, we're pretty much all over the place, but I know Ashford and Simpson... That might be our Joyce DeWitt. We, we've thrown that one out a bunch. Did I ever tell you about reading the Johnny Carson biography done by his uh, like former business manager? No, but I know that book you're talking about. So I haven't read it, but I, I heard, I mean, I've read some clips from it were some great stories. Yes, it had some pretty good stuff. And, and Carson that dude was, was a boozer. Yes, and a mean boozer at that. Yes, but, and the ladies... And the, the ladies. ladies. But the interesting thing that I took away from that, uh, and you would find it the same if you read it, was the business manager dated Joyce DeWitt for a while. Really? In the 80s. Like, short-haired Joyce DeWitt. Not the cute, curly-headed, early Three's Company Joyce DeWitt. She was a cutie back she was, then. She had the curly hair. She mm-hmm. wore the little, she'd be in her panties and the, the yep. sleep shirt thing. Jersey? Yes. Very Jersey, cute. yeah. And then we chopped it. She went choppy choppy and yeah, fell off that cliff. But this son of a bitch, 30 years later, is still talking about how hot and beautiful Joyce DeWitt was. Really? Yes. So, yeah. Joyce, if you're out there, if you're out there, send us send a pics. picture. Prove it. Find sure. somebody's nuts, take a picture of them, and send them to Heavy. And then send us the good pics. Wasn't it, was it urban legend or was it, and you you will definitely know the answer to this, of all the people on the planet, 
you're probably the most likely to know the answer to this. But I remember it being at, at least urban legend that Priscilla on the show mm-hmm. had been in porn before she came to Three's Company. I don't think she's was in porn, but she's definitely been nude. Well, that was probably equated, that probably equated to porn back then. Right. So, yes, you can see Priscilla Barnes's, it was Barnes, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You can see her topless, famously from our demographic generational foundation in Mallrats. She's the topless fortune teller that uh, Jason Lee and... uh, Yeah, but I'm thinking that she had done, I I thought the big to do was that she had done some sketchy stuff before she got that part i don't remember that i'm gonna go look it up when we get done i know that you will now uh suzanne summers had some nude stuff before uh three's company before her piece right yeah and spectacular of course that one in the middle i can't remember her name yeah 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 the cousin yeah that was awful yeah, the one with the hee-haw teeth. Yes. What was her name? I don't remember. Jeannie something? Stephanie? Jeannie? Something with a J? Something with an E at the end? What Josephine? It's a good Magnolia Electric Company album. Let's see. What was her name? Jenny, maybe. Jen- Jenny may be it coming, knock on our door. That opening was pretty great. It's solid. And how bad did you want to go to the Regal Beagle? I I wish somebody, maybe somebody did. Maybe Jenny Lee Harrison was her name. Her okay, name. so Jenny was right. Yeah, uh, she played Chrissy's. Chrissy's cousin. Chrissy's coming. Uh, wait, wait a second, what? No, hold on. What did you just say? Uh, Chrissy's. <laughs> you just said something different I there. She, I was re- trying to re- read the Wikipedia, and it was saying that she played uh chrissy's cousin but hold on the way it read was weird cindy snow cindy okay cindy i wouldn't have gotten that in a million yeah, years yeah the regal beagle that would we would hang out there even in the quarantine it just made it always made me think about how bad i would if i could go back in time and I know Heavy would be all over this talk. How, and you're just going to have to bleep this because I can't think of any That's other fine. way to, but how bad would you like to go back in like the heyday of radio edit and just spend a few nights in there? I just think it would be something like straight out of the deuce. So I, I never set foot in it ever. Oh, me either. I, I mean, mean, we were way too young I know, but that. I thought maybe you had like got no, no, snuck no, in no, or no. something. But just. The legend of that place. Yeah, yeah. No, like, that, that was right in, like, in my dad's and heavy dad's, like, heyday. Mm-hmm. That, you talk about if walls could talk, that place. And you know, like, most things you could find a picture of something somebody's posted online. There ain't no picture of that. No. Because in my mind, all it is is dark. I just see dark. Yeah. And just neon. dark. And I think I remember... My dad talking about how they had like about a four inch shag carpet in there and just oh. exactly what you would expect. Yeah. How how much tobacco ash you think is soaked up in that? You think that carpet smelled good when uh, they tore that thing down? You know, that's a, along those lines, and I can't remember what Mrs. Gustav and I were watching the other day, but it was something from was like it the Give 60s. Me a Break? No. I watched the intro to that about a, two weeks ago. 
But when Nell does her little dance right, thing. Right, and then she goes back and she dances back out into <laughs> yes. the kitchen. Now, it was something. And Dawn was in that. Thelma Hopkins. Yes. Tony Orlando and Dawn, for those keeping track at home. But it was some show, and it was like high-class people, but everybody's smoking. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, imagine that were the... Oh, she was watching Mad Men. That's what it was. Mm. And I'm like, imagine how the entire world smelled like an ashtray. Well, in a place like that, where we're and what we're talking about is a... I guess, what would you call it? Not a nightclub, but as close to a nightclub as you could get right. for a small town. It, it was a, a bar in a dry town. Right. And it was where... So a club... Yeah, it was private a club. club. Yeah, it was a private club where all kinds of shit went down. And it, I mean, I can just imagine. And, you know, 80% of the people in there were smoking. Oh, yeah. Like, they gave you a pack when you walked in the door. That's right. And shag carpet, wood panel walls, I'm guessing. Just, I mean. Neon signs. Up neon to beer no signs. good every night in there. And, I mean. You knew, you had to scrape the nicotine off those walls, I bet. But about a third of the crazy-ass stories that I've heard my dad tell have involved that place. I don't doubt it. I mean, that place in the 70s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, I would love to go back and, and walk through that place in 1978. Yeah, there's there's a lot of... I think that if we had access to like a limited number of times we could use a time machine, I think that we would just go back to stuff that was just outside of our periphery. Yeah, we would just go back to stuff as like a couple of years before we were born right. or right after we were born. You know, we wouldn't be like, oh, let's go back and see the Egyptians. No, no, no. 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 Let's see what was happening on October 19th, 1979. Let's go. That's right. Like, I don't give a shit about the Declaration of Independence. Take me... To that hometown diner in 1975. Or uh, various uh, establishments where gambling was happening in, uh, you know, the mid-70s. Which was definitely going on at the location we were talking about earlier. I was thinking uh, out north north of town. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would have been insane. That's that was a place where somebody could have gotten killed and nobody would have ever known about it. How do we know it didn't happen? <laughs> yeah. What I was thinking about is do you think there was a lot of PC <laughs> respect of women going on with those waitresses at that club? Oh no. I, I yeah, no that was do you, yeah, do you think that there were many pats on the ass given once you were brought your highball and pack of Lucky strikes. Yes, I, I think that if you, uh, number one, I think that if you were working there, that was your last option. Whoo! And that yes, you just figured this is the life, the, the lot I've drawn. Of course, back then, how many ass pinches a night did they get? You know, I never have understood the ass pinch. Try it. I, I mean, I have, but it, that's not a, not one that really. I don't know. I, 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 I get, you know, maybe tapping on the ass or squeezing something, but the pinching that I don't know. I've never I've never done I I've never done that to where have you ever been like in a crowd of people, you know, and people are I mean, you could just grab and du- touch or whatever and nobody would ever know who was doing it. And I mean I've definitely had friends of mine that have 
I mean, afterwards they're like, you know, I I I got me a nice grab in there. I was I've at, just never been one for that. I was at uh, a show. I can't remember who it was. Maybe the Archangels or Soul Hat, some type of Texas band in the mid to early nineties out in Lubbock. And this chick was grinding on me and grabbed me. Slow down. And didn't realize I wasn't the person that she thought. <laughs> that is nice. And when were you in front of her or behind her? I was in front of her. And when and I had long hair then last back then I had hair back then. Back in your Howard Hessman days. Back in my Howard Hessman days <laughs> with my nineteen seventies welder glasses. That picture in the yearbook is still probably my all time favorite yearbook picture. Shirtless and the shorts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I cut a, a lean figure back then. Ooh, with those rose colored glasses. Yep. And I think you got some hiking boots on. I got hiking shorts. boots and these Aztec, no shirt. Aztec looking <laughs> shorts. No shirt. <laughs> Ladies. Uh, Maybe I can dig that one up for you, redact that face. But yeah, um, she figured once she figured it out, the grinding and the groping stopped. Yeah, sadly. But for a while there, for a while that was Xanadu. That was definitely the most action I got that year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, I've never. Have you ever done that? I've never copped a field. I don't think so. Although, I mean, I I have been like in a not a mosh, but like a. You know where everybody's just nut the butt in a concert, yeah. and you're like, I mean, you're even accidentally just right. touching all kinds of stuff. Well, I I had to take uh, the middle kid. Yeah, he broke earlier this year. He broke both his radius and his ulna. So oh, that's it was right. Just, you know, flopping around. So we had surgery done on that. He's fine now. But I took him to the uh, orthopedic doctor right at the start of the quarantine, and they didn't have to end up putting a hoof on there or anything. No. He's got a he's got a hook now, but he's be all right. Yeah, but his his fingers touched his forearm back towards the elbow. <laughs> that's that's it not good. Bad. It's not supposed to do that. It was bad, bad. And I've seen a lot of bad X-rays, but the, and partly it's my kid. But when I saw it, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> not good, buddy. Anyway, but that hook will look fine. It, it, you know, you'll get used to it. Just don't scratch too hard. But they were checking his blood pressure. And I started laughing because it made me remember a time. And I might have told this before, but I don't care. But years ago, I'd gone Nobody's to listening. my... That's true. Nobody is listening. My general practitioner for something. And they were checking my blood pressure in the check-in process. And it was they had me sit down in one of those phlebotomy chairs where it's got the little arm that comes over yeah. and you put your arm out on. So I stick my arm out and she puts the cuff on. And it's a cute-ish... By 903 standards, nursing assistant doing okay, this. Okay, okay. And I know you got a thing for scrubs. I do have a thing for scrubs and nurses in general. So she leans over to read and nursing the gauge. You know, I'm not into the lactation stuff. Okay, I got a I got a hard line. I see that it's different on air. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I'm 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 shaking my head right. <laughs> yeah. So she's leaning over, and she was a, a you know shorter than me so pretty short leaning over to read the gauge of the blood pressure cuff and as she leans over she just pops her tit into my hand just like as a pleasing thank you or just like 
and she wasn't. I mean, she obviously <laughs> had some. Popped right out of there. The whole no, thing. No, not the whole thing, but in the scrub top. Okay. But it just landed like here's my hand outstretched, <laughs> and it just you know lands straight in there. And being the gentleman, I don't do anything. Of course. I don't honk it or anything. <laughs> you think she would have noticed if you would have just given a full honk? Well, I thought you said squeeze my hand. I didn't. I thought it was. I thought it was donating blood. <laughs> they always have me squeeze. I was worried you couldn't find a vein. It's like it's already been in there for a minute. So she sits there reading the blood pressure cuff with her tit in my hand, and then she goes, "Man, it's cold blood, in here. <laughs> your blood pressure's high." <laughs> It's elevating rapidly. I said, huh, well, maybe give me a minute and take it again. <laughs> Why are you sweating? There's a large bead of sweat rolling down your nose. Why are you holding that pillow in your lap? <laughs> anyway, so she took it, uh, you know, she undid the cuff and took it again after she finished taking my temperature or whatever. And it was lower because there wasn't a tit in her. I, you know what? I actually turned my hand so it wasn't sitting up. You turned it while it was touching no, no. you? A- so while, oh, after. Yeah. While she had the tit in my hand, I stood there motionless like I was trying to avoid some dart trap in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, you cannot. You got to freeze. But then when she took the cuff off and was going to come back, this time I turned my hand so that it was not tit friendly. A true gentleman. True gentleman. That That's kind of the... If you're like me, that's kind of the fantasy that you had at pretty much every haircut that you got at about age 12 and 13 from a female. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you you were getting haircuts from females back then, but there was a fairly attractive female that looked a lot like Barbara Mandrell that gave haircuts out going towards, you know where I'm talking about, I know you were talking about, yeah. And, man, I had such a crush on her, like I think every junior high boy did, and... Every time I would get my hair cut out there, I was just praying that some accident would happen to where her tits would end up on my nose. Yep. It didn't happen. She was rough, too. Do you, was did she? you ever get her hair cut by her? I don't think so, but I know who you're talking about. She was, can't remember her name, but I... She was... I can remember her name. She, um, she was... Like, when she would do the shampoo, which... That shampoo always feels so good, right? A scalp rub always feels good. If you've never had a good scalp rub, go out there, get you a good scalp rub, take a picture of your nuts, send them to Heavy. Have her take a picture of your nuts. But she had, you know, like most women did back then, she had the Mm -hmm. long fingernails. And, I mean, she would just dig those things into you. I mean, it was borderline painful. Working it. They're... uh out there in, and arousing. Yeah, of course. Out there in Lubbock, I guess my sophomore year, I had a job at a United supermarket on the bad side of town. I bet you didn't know Lubbock had good sides, but there was definitely a bad side. I don't think I've ever been to Lubbock. You're not missing anything. I don't even know if I've been. I think I've been through. Yeah, I've been through Lubbock, but I've never stayed a night in mm. Lubbock. Anyway, You're I don't welcome. miss it. In fact, I st- I still have dreams every once in a while that I have to go back out there, and I hadn't been out there in 25-something years. I can't imagine living out there for longer than a couple of years and not becoming an alcoholic. People, Some people absolutely love it, which... Maybe I would. Maybe I would. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I never lived out there, but... But it rained mud on me one year. Mm. 
That was kind of a sign it, from God that maybe you need to. Is that a euphemism? No, it. I was working at that same grocery store one Sunday morning, and I was watching uh, it face north, and I was watching this dust storm come in, and I was about to. I opened the store, so I think I got off at like two or something, and uh, I kept watching it, and I could see thunder lightning. So I was like, "Okay, this is a thunderstorm too." So I just got to my apartment, and as soon as I got inside, it all hit, and it rained sheets of mud, red Ugh. mud, and it just poured down the window, and you know, sh- streaking, and it was like a something out of a. Uh, the Ten Commandments or something I'm like that. Eh, I probably need to go back back to where there's trees. But anyway, yeah, there ain't much out there. Next to this shitty grocery store, sorry, Flat Bill Mennonite, was a hair salon that was just and probably they were our age at this time, but they seemed really old. We fake, are pretty damn. We old. are pretty old, but these fake titted Barbie. We doll, are pretty fake titted Barbie doll blondes. They all, you know, they were like something out of the Stepford Wives of yeah. Blonde. And they, I spent my meager money to go get my hair cut there. By that time, I was getting a haircut. I'd given up the, the locks. But it was, do you want the hair, the, the shampoo? Why, yes, I do. And it was just a magical. Oh, man. And you always had boobs rubbing up against you. I think they did it on purpose. I'm sure. Yeah. That was their clientele was was all horny guys. There's not many hairdressers that don't have a story. Well, obviously one. <laughs> well, one I of, mean, we've detailed one story. There's I mean, don't you think that that's that's in the upper echelons of occupations to where those people usually have a pretty interesting past well, or an interesting present. I think they have the, there's a high proclivity for it to be that way. Now, there's some pretty boring ones. I've not run into many yeah, of those. Yeah, there's, there's some pretty boring ones. but And, I mean, I guess we should give the caveat that I'm still thinking in terms of kind of your, I'm not thinking about your high-tone salon-type hairdresser. I'm talking more of your... Small town oh, yeah, sets yeah. up shop in a trailer hairdresser. Oh yeah, yeah. They usually have a history. Well, and it's usually pretty interesting. There's definitely uh, like if their shop is beside a washateria, I want to hear their backstory. There's a story there, absolutely. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm still amazed at how much what a racket the the schooling is for cosmetology. I mean. Yeah. You could literally hire you right now off the street to go be a phlebotomist right. and stick people. You got to have a license. Got to have a license to cut hair. I wonder if you were just doing shampoo. I bet, I bet there's a shampoo exemption. Shampoo the movie is fantastic. Well, I, I have not seen that in Ju- Julie I'm, Christie. The first time I saw that, I think my jaw stayed open for about a week at not only how hot Julie Christie was, but do you remember how brash she was in that movie mm-hmm. too? I mean, so sexy. She's, I mean, I was she always... She stayed sexy 
till late in life. Too. She's still not bad. I haven't for seen age. her. I mean, it's been a few years since I've seen her. But, but she's like, old. Like in that IFC documentary I told you about, yeah. Decade Under the Influence. Did you ever watch that? Oh yeah, I watched it multiple times. Um, maybe it's Heavy that still hasn't. Heavy seen has that. not seen it. But I mean, what the fuck's he doing with his feet wrapped up? What did he say? His feet were wrapped up in paper sacks. I don't know. Yeah. But he ought to be watching Decade Under the Influence. I've seen that documentary several times, and it's fantastic. But even in that, and she's older, super fine. Yeah, no, she, and I think for me. She's so fine. There's some scenes in Dr. Zhivago when Rod Steiger takes her out uh, to dinner before he eventually rapes her. Uh, Whoa. I know it took a dark turn there. Bring the room down. But. Lean has her shot in a way where it's, you know, darkness yeah. around her and it's just, you know, illuminated so she glows. Well, and what was the what was the movie with her and Donald Sutherland where they were actually fucking? Uh is it well, like the affair or the no, not the apartment? I know the one I know exactly the, the one you're talking about. I always want to call that movie the apartment, but that's the movie with Jack Lemon. That's Jack Lemon and uh But it's um, but those are some pretty hot scenes. Yeah, what was Of course, that? It, you didn't know at the time that it was real, but then that became legend. And I think they both admitted it since. And can we talk for a second about Donald Sutherland, who I love as an actor. But the amount of tail that dude drug. And that dude is not an attractive dude. Fantastic actor. Super actor. But yeah, he... Well, in a similar way, what about the tail that Elliot Gould got back in the day? Definitely not a looker. Don't look now was the the movie. Okay, don't look now. I would yeah, not Elliot have... Gould. Also, oh, what was the name of that movie? Fitzsimmons was talking about it on Rogan that I was just listening to today, and I was thinking about this movie the other day, and I couldn't remember the name. And then he was talking about it on the show. Um, you remember that old movie with Audrey Hepburn where she's blind? Uh, Alone in the Dark. Yes. Yeah. And I think Alan Arkin's one of the bad guys in that. That is fantastic. That movie. is a good movie. I have been taking the opportunity with things being slightly. Actually, my life's not much different right now. I I don't yeah. have to do a few kid activities that we would have, but other than that, my life's pretty much the way it was before. But I have been watching more Turner Classic movies, and if you go on their app which you can do off your PC or your Roku or whatever. Love they, the Turner Classic. They have the movies on demand, so you don't have to watch you know, oh. in real time. Yeah. And so I've watched movies that I have either haven't seen in forever or have just read about. It's been great. Like I watched a Fellini movie yesterday that I would never have watched. It wasn't great. It was beautiful, but it wasn't great. But it was just an opportunity uh, – I showed the boys the getaway the other night, Ooh. and they sat through it and loved it. That is so good. One of my top ten movies, that has to be. I mean, that is so good. And you, I mean, yeah. But anyway, so. Anything McQueen, I'm going to watch. Oh, yeah. And I, I didn't finish and it. And that's Faye Dunaway, right? No, that's uh, that's Thomas Crown Affair with Faye Dunaway. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. This is yeah. Allie McGraw. Oh, yeah, that that's, yeah. That's the, the Robert Evans. Mrs. Yes. McQueen. Robert Evans sends her off to go make the movie. And Did you ever go watch The Kid Stays in the Picture? I haven't ever got to finish all of it. So great. Hearing him talk. When I, 
a buddy of mine turned me on to that when it first came out, and I had no idea who Bob Evans was when I watched it. Right. And he was like, sit down with me. and He already knew about him. He was like, sit down, we're going to watch this. And, I mean, ever since, I mean, I've just been – that's obsessed fascinating. with Bob Evans and he's, his story. He's absolutely fascinating. At the end of that, I was I was like, is this for real? I mean, I really wondered if all that was made up because it was such a tale. I think there's some that's stretched a well, little yeah. bit. I mean, there's definitely some Bob Evans embellishment yes. in there. But just the fact that there is a Bob Evans mm-hmm. is incredible. But anyway, so check that out. And the the thing with the their app is that the movies fall off, I think, after maybe 30 days. Okay. So if you scroll all the way to the bottom, however you're viewing it, that's the stuff that's going to fall off soonest. And it'll, if you click on it, it'll tell you. But it's nice because uh, if you want to see trailers of the movie or if they have their little intro bumpers, sometimes those are integrated into the, the play, and sometimes you have to go find them. But Which I always enjoyed all those, especially back when – Robert Osborne was still alive, but it's been great. Like right now, Robert Osborne was great. He was super. Right now, there's a whole bunch of uh, Akira Kurosawa films on there, not okay. just the samurai ones, right. but some of the crime ones and stuff. I think they've got about another week, so I'm going to go try to pick off the ones that I don't own because I've got a bunch of them on DVD, but I don't have some of the crime ones. Um, but yeah, it's I watched. Dial in for murder. A That's couple, so a few good. days ago. Uh, just lots of them that I, I'm like, I need to go watch this again. And dial in for murder is really good. It, it it is, and you know, I could. I'm surprised people haven't remade that one. Yeah, and just the the sequencing of that one is so good too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, of course, I love most Hitchcock stuff, but that that one is really good. But anyway, check that out because you still have a login for. Or you got your brothers, don't you? No, I got my own now. Oh, you got your own? Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely. But um, I think you would dig it. Heavy would be like, eh. But. What would you say, and I've got a movie in mind, and I'm going to see if, if you say the same movie, it's going to be really weird. Maybe we're truly touching tips right now. But if you were to recommend, and I know we could list a hundred of these, but what movie first comes to mind when I say recommend a movie that most people haven't seen that you would say you need to go see. Hmm. And I know that's a huge category. That is a but big what, category. What movie first comes to mind? And I think I would say, and because it, it's just hot off the presses, I think I would say The Getaway. Okay. That is a... But I'm, so I'm interested good. to find out what you were thinking. I was going to say Touch of Evil. Well, I, I do love Touch of Evil. Uh, oh, speaking of which, so Touch of Evil... Uh, Orson Welles, Charlton Heston is a Mexican cop. That's a little odd, but still, <laughs> Janet Leigh, uh, great. Orson Welles directs, directs it and, and in- acts it. That opening shot with the the crane cam, yeah, where it just pulls to the street. No, I, I love Touch of Evil. Now, I when it was raining so much a few weeks ago, and I couldn't work or I didn't want to work outside, I sat down and I watched. Both is this the Bogdanovich thing? The documentary and the the actual movie that Bogdanovich finished the editing of the Orson Welles stuff on. Uh, yeah, I need to get on that. Hold on, let me find because you will dig it. Most of our audience probably won't, 
Well, I love those old tapes of Bogdanovich interviewing Wells. I got to see if I can find the book that's all the Bogdanovich interviews. You know what I'd be interested in is is there does Bogdanovich have an autobiography? If he has, I have never seen it. I would definitely be in on that. Okay, so between the last picture show, the stories behind that, and the Wells stuff alone would be enough to get me to buy the book. So if you're a, a cinema uh, a cinema person, cinemaphile, cinemaphile, the Netflix documentary is "They'll Love Me When I'm Dead." Yes, 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 and yes, 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 yes. You can watch that, and it is fascinating. You will dig it the most. I need to get on that. And then I actually watched. I, the, I, I meant to write that. That uh, wrote, written, written that down when you first told me about it because. You know I love Bogdanovich and Wells. And so and it and it's that documentary and Wells is fascinating, but it involves Houston a lot because John Houston plays the director in the movie The Other Side of the Wind. Oh, okay. And it's very much a twist on it, Wells. Yeah. And then the movie if you saw the movie without seeing the documentary, I think you would think it was shit. Right. But if you watch the documentary and then you watch the movie, you're like, aha, aha, aha. So, all right, well, let's get on that. I think that's really good for you. It wouldn't be good for heavy. Oh my god, it's probably not good for most of our listeners. But if you've ever, if you ever watched an Orson Welles movie and you're like, this is the shit, check that out on Netflix. Do you know how angry you and I would get at heavy if we all watched that together? Oh, it would be, yeah. We wouldn't be talking to him. No, because he would be like three minutes in. He'd be like, what is this shit? Y'all like this? Yeah. And yeah. I watched another one. It was on Netflix. I can't remember if it's still on there right now. But The Stranger? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was great, too. Yeah, yeah. Really good. And I always liked The Third Man. And Third Man is great. I wasn't crazy about The Magnificent Ambersons, but watching this documentary... Wells left the country, and the studio edited it something different than what Wells. And I think there might be like a cut somewhere that's the Wells one, but huh. I never have seen it. I have not seen that one. But it's you'll really like it. It's crazy. It's the movie itself, the movie in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Other Side of the Wind has a movie inside of a movie, and he's making fun of European directors in that movie. It's It's crazy. I'm definitely going to check that out. But uh, all right, let's wrap this up. That's a good one. Let's. We got an email from Bo. Well, let's promise the next episode is actually going to be a good one. I'm going to drink a shitload between now and when we start the next one. I thought this was fine. People are starving for content. Well, this is just priming the pump, right. ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening to this, don't worry. The next ones are going to be better. I'm going to be drunker. Gus is going to be patient. This will all get better. Just hang in there with us. Most importantly, most importantly, even more important than the masks and the sanitizer, send heavy your nutsack pictures ASAP, post haste. Get on it now. He needs it. Please. And I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. 
Thrifty Nickel, the world's largest classified newspaper, has taken classified advertising into the electronic age. Now, in addition to buying or selling through your local Thrifty Nickel, you can buy it, sell it, trade it worldwide by surfing the net. And it's so easy. To place an ad in your Thrifty Nickel and on the net, call this number. And to access the Thrifty Nickel worldwide, key in this address. That's it for our first video. When I come right back, we've got that special guest interview with Ashford and Simpson. You stay right there. City Sounds is moving on. But good news. Right here on City Sounds. Mm -hmm. And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas.